Coming at you from the Lone Star State, a pop culture podcast about movies, TV, toys, and other dorky things with a twist of real life dad stuff too. So here he is, Lucky the Dork Dad. This is the Dork Dad Podcast. What up, dorks? Lucky here with episode number 19 of the Dork Dad Podcast. And so this episode, we're going to dig into Endgame a little more. We, I went for uh, my second viewing this past weekend, this time with the uh, wifey and my other son. Uh, my daughter was at a birthday party, but I'll dig into that, uh, what we thought about it the second time around. And of course, some more dork news, some more Marvel news. Got some trailers to talk about that dropped this week. See a little bit of dad stuff. And maybe just for fun, we'll play a little uh, What If. Last week, I talked about how Will Smith turned down some pretty big roles. And, you know, just wondering what would have been. So, we'll have some fun with a little more of that this episode. But, before we get started... Do you ever feel scared? I'm scared of the dark. I'm scared of failing. I'm scared I don't have the spark. I'm scared of being dumb. I'm scared of what I don't know. I'm scared of dying. I'm scared to grow. I'm scared to be me. I'm scared of Chucky. I'm scared of a lot of things. I'm scared I'm not lucky. What does it take to overcome your fears? What does it take to turn your gears? What does it take for you to break through? What does it take for you to be you? Confidence is a journey. Let us take you there. Style and confidence. Threeleggedrabbit.com Be big. Be strong. Be you. Dork News. Okay, before we get started, I just wanted to add one thing that I started last week is what were the top movies at the box office this weekend? So just so everybody knows, and they don't think I'm just pulling these numbers out of my ass, I am getting my info from boxofficemojo.com. So let's talk about the top three movies over the weekend. Again, these are weekend numbers. So coming in at number three in their first week is Longshot. That's the flick with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. Coming in at $9.7 million. Not too bad, I guess, for a opening weekend when you're going up against a, a monster that is Endgame. Uh, the number two movie is The Intruder, also in his first week, coming in at $10.8 million. Again, trying to share the... The Limelight with Endgame. The Intruder, that's the movie with the lovely and delicious Megan Good. Um, she's been in a bunch of things. The most recently, she was in Shazam as uh, the older version of, of one of the siblings. She also starring, I forget the guy's name, but my boy Ricky from, uh, from Barbershop. And... Dennis Quaid. Now, I, I really didn't even know this movie was coming out. I don't think anybody did. I mean, there was some people. I mean, it made 10 million bucks. But um, this movie, 
like I said, I didn't know about it after looking at the trailer. I just watched the trailer and it's it looks pretty good. Dennis Quaid can play a pretty creepy dude. See, and of course, coming in at number one, Avengers Endgame. In its second week, uh, the weekend numbers, 147,383,000. Putting its two-week total to 621,277,000 dollars, which is crazy. Now, again, that is just domestic numbers because I know worldwide it's like over $2 billion already. Okay, moving on. I just have to mention, of course, the passing of Peter May- Mayhew, um, R. Chewbacca, right? You know, I just want to say um, Peter Mayhew was, was a, a gentle giant. I know everybody says that, but he really was a truly nice guy. I was uh, lucky enough to have seen him at uh, Alamo City Comic Con when he was here. I want to say it was around 2014, 2015. You know, even back then, riding around his little scooter, you can tell that he really enjoyed the cons. He loved the people. He loved taking pictures. He's just an all-around great guy, and he will be missed, you know, part of our He's part of our Star Wars family. You know, it may not be the the right time to mention it, but um, if people want to talk about the cultural impact that Star Wars has on on society, I mean, who does not know who Chewbacca is? Everybody knows who Chewbacca is. You know, does everybody know who Namor is? Yeah, I don't think so, right? Maybe you can't compare the two, but young and old, everybody knows who Chewbacca is. And that's all I'll say about that. Okay, moving on. So, trailers that dropped. Uh, I didn't get to talk about the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Uh, That was just a mess. I mean, everybody knows he looks terrible. I don't know what they were thinking. You know, even though how bad it looked, I just cannot believe, or I have a hard time believing, that they let the public change their mind. They let the public say, you know, we don't like this, you need to change it, and they said, okay, we're going to go back and change it. They should just leave it the way it is, because all that does is give power to the trolls. Yes, it was bad. Yes, the design is no good. It does not look like Sonic from the video game. But you're giving these people power. I mean, and just goes to prove if you bitch enough, you're going to get your way. That's one of the problems with society today. There's, we're so damn spoiled. If we don't get what we want, we bitch about it and bitch about it and bitch about it until someone changes it. And if it doesn't, we're just pouty face all day, arms folded, pissed off at the world. But whatever. Let's see, we got a little bit of Star Wars news. So today, Disney has uh, released their schedule of of some films coming up. right? So we have 
Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, set to come out on December 20th. But we're also announced were the release dates of the next three Star Wars movies. So they did say they were going to take a break from the movies. And it looks like they are at least a couple of years. Um, So we have an untitled Star Wars movie set for December of 2022, 2024, and 2026. So, again, it does look like another trilogy. Now, whether it's going to come from Ryan Johnson or the Game of Thrones guys is yet to be seen. But at least they gave us dates, which means they do have something in the works. Or at least it's planned so far. Um... Starting in 2022 and then um, each movie two years apart after that. So we got lists of these next four Star Wars movies. And jammed right in between them. In July of 2021. We have an untitled Indiana Jones movie. You know we've been having rumors of this movie coming out for years now. It was originally announced to come out of July of this year then it was pushed back to July of next year and now with this new lineup it's now being pushed to July of 2021 all I know is they plan on having Harrison Ford they need to hurry up I mean let's face it the dude's getting old you know Chewbacca's already gone who knows how much longer Han has that's all I'm saying or are we going to get a new Indy? Time will tell, right? Maybe it'll be like the next James Bond. Just, yeah, someone else playing him. But I don't know if I want to see that. So let's see. How many of y'all like the Black Panther? Right? Everybody did. Who didn't like that movie? How about any fans of Chadwick Boseman? This dude is just hot right now. I mean, he's got this uh, Black Panther, right? He's got this movie, 21 Bridges, coming out. We all know there's a Black Panther 2 in the works. Um, but this other one, movie that was just announced he's in, um, sounds a little interesting. Uh, something I didn't know. This movie is called Deadline. And it's going to be about... This guy named Yasuki. At least I think that's his name. Um, Which was a true story. About. um, The only time in history. That a non-Asian person. Was given the esteemed title of Samurai. Seems like Bozeman is just. Made for all these movies that are. Not only movies but cultural events. Right. You know, it's being said that the legend of Yasuki is one of history's best kept secrets. You know, for a non-Asian to become a samurai. So, there's no release date on this one yet, but I thought that was some interesting news. Um, I'm definitely uh, down for that one. Okay, we'll finish this part out with the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. And then we'll dig back into Endgame and see uh, see what I saw the second time around. Okay, Spider-Man Far From Home. 
So we finally get our answer, right? Is this movie before or after Endgame? And it is definitely afterwards. So I was wrong. For some reason, I really thought, and well, way back in Infinity War, when it shows him on the bus, you know, that's when he he goes out. Um, I really thought that was gonna be them coming back from this trip when they were on the bus coming back from this trip but I was wrong so it's right after Endgame how long after we don't know but there is some time because obviously there's Iron Man murals all over the place on on the sides of buildings so one thing I, I question too you know the snapping does everybody know what actually happened and by the looks of it everybody does you know that was one question I had was it just our people that knew what was going on with Thanos and the answer is no everybody knows because everybody knows Iron Man is dead and again that leads us back to Endgame right uh, the funeral scene why was it only um, the nearest and dearest why wasn't it a big spectacle? I mean, when Adam West died, yeah, he was not the real Batman, but it was a major event. I mean, they shown the, the bat signal and, you know, they had speakers and just everybody talking about uh, Adam West. I would imagine something similar if we did live in a world where we had an Iron Man and he did pass. It would be... Uh, his passing, his funeral, his wake, whatever you want to call it, his memorial service would have been this huge event. And why did we get just the nearest and dearest, the closest people in the movie? But I'm not there yet. I'm talking about this trailer. So right off the bat, right, you see Spider-Man saving the day. He's buddy-buddy with the cops. And one thing that stands out, that they want you to know because it's in the trailer is them saying so are you going to be the next Iron Man so is that what they're setting us up for is Spidey going to take over that role as the leader as the new savior if you will and the only time will tell but they do mention it a couple of times in this trailer they really want us to know they really want to get that point across is is spider-man gonna be the next iron man so he goes off he tells the cops y'all are gonna have to handle it because i'm going on vacation and while he's there with the rest of his classmates he runs into happy happy is telling him hey nick fury is looking for you you need to talk to nick fury because if you don't have you don't talk to him that means i gotta talk to him and i don't want to talk to him so he runs into Nick Fury. He tells him, hey, there's something going on. I need you to go meet up with this guy. You got to take care of some shit that's going down. And he's trying to say, why me? Why not Captain Marvel? Why not this guy? Why not that guy? Oh, they're busy. They're doing something else. And that that's another thing I have a problem with. It's like, everybody knows everybody now, right? All these heroes know everybody. I would like to believe... That if one of them needed help with anything, they'd just be a phone call away. 
hey, Black Panther, what are you doing? I need your help. Boom. Let me fly over there in my secret jet. And I would think that, you know, Captain Marvel upgraded her pager and is just a, a cell phone call away. But I also know every movie can't be an Avenger movie or a team-up movie from here on out. So, it is what it is. Now, Mysterio, right, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. They want us to believe he's a good guy. We got some new baddies. We got a water guy. We got an earth guy. The elementals. That's what people are saying. I'm not familiar with the characters, but they're called the elementals. They want us to believe um, him and Nick Fury requesting Spider-Man because he needs their help. And I'm not buying it. If he's the good guy, they're pretty much showing us the whole movie already, right? Uh, Spider-Man is on vacation. Uh, he meets up with Nick Fury. He meets Mysterio. And they team up to save the day. That's pretty much what the trailer is showing us. And I know they're not showing us everything. So what is the twist? He has to be bad, right? He has to be bad if not an ant. Some kind of anti-hero. Maybe someone that's just misunderstood. Or maybe by the end of it, he does turn. Maybe he is um, good up to a point until it's just him and Spidey. And then he turns on Spidey. I don't know yet. One thing I do know is that it is also confirmed in this trailer that Mysterio is from another dimension. Oh, shocker. One of the plot holes from Endgame. Are there multiverses? Well, now they are. Nick Fury says himself, after the snap, it did some shit where now we have different dimensions. So is that the twist in the movie? Because in this clip, it's saying Mysterio is from another dimension, which we'll get to in a minute. What if there's also a Mysterio in our dimension, our current dimension? And that Mysterio is the one causing all the ruckus. So Spider-Man has to team up with the Mysterio from another dimension to help him stop himself, if that makes sense. Okay, so there is a clip floating around, whether it was leaked or intentionally leaked. Maybe they just want to get people talking, but it is out now with um, Spider-Man talking to Mysterio about other dimensions. He says that he is from dimension 833 while our Spider-Man in this current world, we are in universe 616. And from what I'm hearing, in Dimension 616 or Universe 616, whatever you want to say, that is the main universe, the main timeline, whatever you want to say. But that is the one where everything happens. Everything else is just an alternate reality. But 616 is the main one. And like I said, at least that's what the interwebs are saying. I'm sure it's in the comics somewhere, but I, I couldn't answer that. Um, for sure. So the trailer continues. They're showing all the baddies, right? And then again, 
Nick Fury as Superman, are you going to step up or not? Are you going to be the next uh, Iron Man? And then we see him in the stealth suit or the black suit. And he does his thing and the trailer's over. So again, that's the second mention. Are you going to be the next Iron Man? Who's going to be the next Iron Man? They really, they're really trying to get that point across to us in this trailer. So what does that mean? I don't know. But moving on. So from this trailer, it is confirmed there are multiverses as a result of the snap. And also in a recent interview, I believe it was Entertainment Weekly with the Russo brothers. They also, well, they didn't confirm or deny multiverses, but they did hint to something as to why we saw Cap at the end the way we saw him. You know, where did he come from? And they kind of left it open-ended, but ultimately they're hinting at he is from another timeline. So why wasn't this just explained to us in Endgame? Um, why did they have to wait until afterwards and have to explain it in an interview? Or maybe they were wanting to save it for this Spider-Man trailer. Maybe they wanted, maybe that was a plan. I mean, we don't know, right? That's, that's the way they are sometimes. Maybe they wanted to create more hype. Maybe um, it'd get people to say, you know what, I need to go see that again. What exactly happened? Maybe to try to figure it out. I'm sure it's all part of their plan, whether people like it or not, their plot holes or not. I'm sure it's doing what it was intended to do, which is people talking about the movie still. Dork stuff. Okay, let's get into it. Endgame, second viewing. Um, Before I start... uh. I did post up earlier today asking about what you guys thought. Are you guys still thinking about it? And let's see, we got Rich El Sinestro from the RLU saying it took an EW article and Far From Home trailer to explain we have multiverses. Yeah, again, that's that's my same question. Why wasn't it just given to us instead of this or... Like I said, maybe that was their plan all along. Who knows? Uh, we got Dean from Collecting Weekly Podcast. Um, you should check those guys out. They have a great podcast about um, mainly one six figures, but they talk about everything. And they also did their version of an end game review. But he's saying, yes, too many plot holes. And his co-host, Zach, got mad at him for going in too deep. So we'll leave that at that. All right, I got Chris Rizzo on Facebook. Uh, Chris Rizzo from Invincible Comics and more. Saying so many thoughts and lots of feelings. Obviously, they can't make everyone happy. He was heartbroken with the way Tony went out, but it was the end of his arc. Cool for Cap reliving his life and showing up aged to pass on the shield. But he would have liked his death over Tony's. He wanted to see an Iron Man 4 with him grooming an apprentice. And or him sticking around and becoming the new S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Hmm. 
basically Robert basically he wanted to keep Robert Downey Jr. around and where was the Hulk versus Thanos rematch and we missed that he says uh, with Nat gone does that mean her movie will be a prequel I think we've all assumed it was going to be a prequel um, he says he's excited to see where Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor will be going in volume 3 and heard that Beta Ray Bill will be making an appearance. And he's asking, are we still getting an Adam Warlock? Now, I don't know about Adam Warlock, but I've also heard the Beta Ray Bill rumor going around. And I think they kind of set us up for it, right? They showed us that someone else besides Thor can wield the hammer, right? And I know all the serious nerds out there say that if you yield the hammer, you become Thor. And that is how we get Beta Ray Bill and Lady Thor. So by them teasing us with Captain America handling the hammer, I'm sure that's just leading to that possibility. But yeah, uh, your thoughts on Tony... Taking over S.H.I.E.L.D., I think that would have been pretty pretty interesting. You know, you could say he's retired, but he still is the brain behind everybody else's success. So, yeah, I, w I wouldn't mind seeing that. So, another thing I didn't know about Endgame was the actress that played Hawkeye's daughter is actually... If you guys didn't know, Ava Russo, which is Joe Russo's daughter. So, just thought that was a fun fact. Now, a lot of people believe that the uh, Hawkeye show on the Disney Plus is going to feature his daughter. So, is that his way of uh, making sure his daughter... Uh, I'm sorry, Joe Russo was making sure his daughter has a part in, in, in what's yet to come. Maybe. Now, there's been a lot of talk about what other characters did they throw hints at uh, in Endgame. And one of the big ones, which is a little out there, you probably won't notice, but some people, I think, figured it out. So, Brian Braddock, a.k.a. Captain Britain, just may have been introduced in Endgame. So, it is said... When Captain America goes back and he sees Peggy uh, back in 1970, she's talking about a mission that may introduce Captain Britain. So thanks to the wonderful technology that is closed caption, it is said that Peggy is talking about someone named Braddock that hasn't checked in recently. And who is this Braddock? Well, it just might be Brian Braddock a.k.a. Captain Britain. Now again, she mentioned that he has not been heard from. And if I'm reading this right, the story goes that Brian Braddock was being chased down by a group of mercenaries and was badly injured. So this could be what Peggy's talking about when they're saying they haven't heard from him. Then the story goes that he meets up with Merlin, okay, and his daughter, 
and they give him a chance to live, but he'd have to be Britain's guardian. And in doing so, would have to choose between the Amulet of Right and the Sword of Might, which according to the story, he gains the superpowers after selecting the Amulet. So this is the first time that that name has been mentioned anywhere in the MCU. And really, you couldn't even hear it. Like I said, people figured it out from the closed captions. So is it really what they're doing? Or is it a coincidence? Or something else? I don't know. Either way, I think they're just leaving the door open for the possibility. Whether they decide to go back to it or not, it's there. Now the other mention is... For Namor, the submariner, people are speculating in the scene after the snap, five years later, the scene where Black Widow, she's kind of having a meeting uh, with everybody through hologram. She mentions to Okoye about a disturbance in the ocean and Okoye kind of shakes it off and says it's an earthquake in the ocean you handle it by not handling it so people are speculating that that's a reference to Namor that something's going down in the sea and we don't really know about it because it's in the sea and who cares so again I believe that's just them planting seeds whether they decide to go back to that or not it's there when they need it Okay, finally, uh, let's get into Endgame. So, the second viewing for me and my oldest son, uh, the first viewing for my wife and my youngest son, my daughter had to go to a birthday party, so too bad for her. Um, so, I wanted to see, would I still get the same feeling? Would I still get teary-eyed? Would I still have that same emotion after seeing it for the second time and I have to tell you I was just as excited uh, I still got teary-eyed one thing that was different though I guess a week later uh, it was a packed house but I would say there were more of the casual fan you didn't get uh, the cheering the clapping as you did on that first Thursday night that it came out but we still had a good time um, my wife actually enjoyed the movie uh, my youngest enjoyed it um, my wife got teary-eyed my youngest he could care less and as much as I I wanted to see this movie again there was one big reason that I wanted to, to check on and we went to see it the first time some of my uh, son's friends were like two rows in front of us. And one thing they they told my son at the end of the movie, or when we were leaving, was, did you see Thor? He was wearing Crocs. And I was like, no way, he wasn't wearing Crocs. And they were like, yes, he was wearing Crocs. You got to look at it again. So the whole time I was looking for this scene where you can see Thor wearing Crocs and apparently it's when they go back to 
back in time, back to Asgard, when he sees his mom, it's real quick, but there is a scene where you see uh, his full shot, and he is wearing Crocs. Now, were they meant, did they mean to see that? Was it a Starbucks cup in the Great Hall on Game of Thrones? Or did they really intend for him to be wearing Crocs? I don't know, but it was funny. It's in there. Go check it out. See, another question I had was, uh, after the five years later, when they're in their meeting, when Captain is in the, the support group meeting, well, the question I had was, did people know about Thanos? Or did they just know everybody vanished and they don't know why? But in that meeting, it was brought up, uh, I think on the RLU Weekly show, that um, Thanos' name was mentioned. I couldn't remember, so I wanted to go back and check that. And yes, Captain America does say Thanos in that meeting. So one would have to believe that people knew about Thanos. They knew why everybody disappeared. My thing is they still didn't answer it. Um, or at least they didn't show it. If people knew what happened and they knew the Avengers failed, was there any kind of uproar? Did, did, did people get upset that the Avengers failed? Were they upset at the Avengers because they could not save them? They allowed this to happen or they failed and, and it happened. I want to know if there was any kind of animosity towards our heroes. I feel like there would have been if it was a real life situation. Um, people always want someone to blame. But they don't address it in this movie. And I think I would have liked to know know what happened. Okay, another scene that uh, made me laugh. Even though it was a serious scene. So when Captain Marvel comes at the beginning. They decide, okay, we are going to go after... Thanos, we are going to go kill him. We go to this, we go to the garden, we go find him. And that opening scene uh, of the garden, and they show him walking through the field. After watching it again, I thought about it the first time. But after watching it again, I couldn't get out of my head the opening scene to Shrek. We got Smash Mouth singing, hey now, you're an all-star. I was like, man, this is, we got fucking purple Shrek here. He's in his fucking swamp. He's got these people coming in. He's saying, get out of my swamp. Leave me alone. Again, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm dumb like that. But that was, that was going through my head during that whole scene. I was like, it's fucking purple Shrek. And I was just waiting. I was hoping to see Donkey come out. Okay, so my biggest problem still with the movie is the time travel as much as you know people say just get over it let it go it still bothers me because it still doesn't make sense to me even though again I guess I didn't hear it the first time when Hulk comes out and, and says when they go back and change something how can it be the past it's really your future I don't know I still say if you go back and change something it has to change something in the future 
but again it is what it is um so time travel right my thing moving forward right okay they went to go put the stones back but now our current time in the MCU in this 616 universe time travel is known we know how to do it right so what is to say anything that happens from here on out if they fail again who's to say they don't just say you know what um we got a time machine let's go back and fix it to me like i said before time travel is a cop-out right it's too easy just to say oh we fucked up let's go back so moving forward is that what they're gonna do now or are they just not gonna touch it again you know what i mean i mean are they get moving forward are they gonna be um like we know we can do this but we're not going to um maybe they're gonna say uh it's unethical we shouldn't use it even though they can i don't know and like i said would they even be scared to fail anymore if they know they can just go back and fix it? Mm. Still bothers me. Still a great movie, but it still bothers me. Another thing about the time travel, right? All you really need to time travel, if I'm not mistaken, anyone please correct me if I'm wrong. The only thing you need to control time is the time stone so why don't they just focus on that one stone they can use the time stone to go back and 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 stop everything right they can use the time stone to go back to each time and they didn't need uh, their time machine they just need the time stone um, Maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, that's just the way I think. And also, so if that is true, if I'm right, and all you need is the time stone, or I mean, with the time stone, you can control time, right? You can freeze time if you wanted to, right? You can freeze, you can rewind, you can fast forward. Doc Strange, if he had that power, right? When they were struggling, um, getting the gauntlet off of Thanos in Infinity War, when when dumbass Quill fucks up, right? Why couldn't Doctor Strange freeze time, rewind a little bit, say, "Hey Quill, don't do this. We got this." They get the gauntlet off. They end, right? He could have stopped it right there. Why did he have to give up the stone? He could pause time. He can rewind. He can correct what went wrong right then and there. But yet he still gives up the stone. Now again, I'm not the serious nerd. I don't I don't know the comic books and how the powers actually work. But to me, if you have the time stone, you can control time. In Doctor Strange's movie, he put the time in a loop, right? 
and made uh, Dormammu go crazy because he kept starting over and starting over. He could have done the same thing, right? He has that power to control time. Why didn't he? I don't know. Again, I love this movie, but time, when you deal with time, it's a cop-out. When you deal with time, nothing matters because you can go back and change it. Okay, one other thing I wanted to talk about. So, the Russo brothers have gone on record, had an interview, saying there is only one ending to Endgame. That's it. And it came up because of um, Mark Ruffalo, right? Um, because he's such a, a blabbermouth. So whether it's true or not, maybe he was told this and it's not true. But, you know, because he likes to spoil things, you know, they told him or he said that um, there was like five different endings and there was parts of the script that weren't even in the movie and, and all this stuff, right? So they went on record saying, um, don't believe all that, right? There is only one ending to this movie. And that's the, that's what we got. So again, they're lying to us again. They said there's one ending to the movie. Well, just today... In another Entertainment Weekly interview, they said there was another ending that they shot, but did not use it. So let's talk about it. So all the fans of uh, the Netflix show 13 Reasons Why were all excited because um, the character, I'm sorry, the actress Catherine Langford from that movie was said to be in Avengers Endgame. And she shot scenes for Avengers Endgame, but she was not actually in the movie. So what happened? So after stealing the Infinity Stones back and attaching them to his own gauntlet to snap away Thanos and his army, Iron Man would have been transported to the ethereal plane where he would meet a future version of the little girl he was about to leave behind. They had an idea that Tony was going to go into the metaphysical way station, if you will, that Thanos went into when he saw little Gamora. So the plan was to have a future version of Stark's daughter uh, at that way station. Right, and like I mentioned, it was supposed to mimic the scene when Thanos snaps and he sees the younger version of Gamora when he when he gets the stone. Nor that he murdered to get the stone. Uh, remember what did it cost? Little Gamora told him. And he said everything, right? So that scene um, for Thanos was a moment of agony, right? But in Endgame, the vision would be a grown-up Morgan and was intended to offer Tony a sense of peace. The intention was that his future daughter forgave him and gave him peace to go. But they felt it was just too many ideas in an already overly complicated movie. 
they go on to say they did test this ending and it just didn't have the impact um, it didn't bring the tears that they thought it was gonna bring they said it would just lead to more questions because people would not know who this older girl was or who this girl was right we've never seen her before and it's it, it's it's easier to picture a Gamora as a younger version she's a little green girl right I guess it's harder to imagine his daughter as an older daughter and then we kind of got that in the movie already right with with uh, Ant-Man when he comes back after the five years and he sees his daughter's five years older we kind of got that already so it kind of would have been redundant but nevertheless they did shoot this scene and just decided that it just wasn't um, it just wasn't there on that emotional level as as Pepper just saying we're gonna be okay you can rest now and you know that scene still gets me and they do they do kind of foreshadow that um, that her saying you can rest now because when uh, when he goes up to Pepper and he says I did it I figured it out I figured out time travel and they had their banter back and forth he says, I can put a pin in it. You know, I'll put it away. I'll throw it away. And she tells him, but can you rest? And again, that was a good, that was good foreshadowing. That was a good hint of, of what's to come. When she tells him at the end, it's okay. We're going to be okay. You can rest now. So again, unfortunate for Langford. Um, I mean, she's not going to be in the MCU, but maybe we'll get that in a deleted scene somewhere. So, alternate ending to Endgame. Okay, so that's my my second time with Endgame. If I missed anything, let me know. We can talk about it again. Uh, like I said, I'm sure people are going to be talking about this movie for a while. But... Moving on, I thought it'd be fun. Um, like I said last week, I I mentioned how Will Smith had turned down the part of Neo from The Matrix, as well as a handful of other roles. And I thought, let me see what I can dig up and what other actors out there turned down big roles. Um, a little um, what if, if you will, right? Um, let's see... When I have here, Matt Damon turned down the role of Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. That would have been interesting. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Matt Damon in a, a superhero movie. Um, maybe more as a hero, but, you know, what would he look like as a, as a villain? What else we got? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio turning down the role of Dirk Diggler in Boogie Nights. I don't know if I would have wanted to seen uh, DiCaprio as a porn star, but you know, whatever. We got um, Angelina Jolie passed up the Oscar-winning performance from Sandra Bullock in Gravity. 
I don't like Angelina anyways. Let's see, uh, Emily Blunt. Turned down the role for Black Widow. Hmm. I think it would have been more fitting if uh, her husband would have been Captain America. Maybe that's why she turned it down. But that would have been interesting. Uh, here's one. Denzel Washington. Uh, could have been Detective David Mills in the movie Seven. And Denzel and Morgan Freeman in a movie. That would have been something. But Brad Pitt, you can't beat his performance in that movie. You know, Seven is one of my favorites. You know, what's in the box? What's in the box? I can't picture Denzel saying, well, what's in the box? I don't know. Here's one I can't picture. Jack Nicholson turned down the role of Michael Corleone in The Godfather. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that one. It's a good thing he turned it down. So, on the other side of that, Al Pacino um, was one of the characters, uh, was one of the actors that was up for the role of uh, Han Solo. Now we all know uh, Kurt Russell was up for that role, but uh, I didn't know about Al Pacino. I'm glad we got our Harrison Ford Han Solo. And speaking of Harrison Ford, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, that was supposed to go to Tom Selleck. I don't know if I could have uh, seen the mustache play, play Indiana Jones. Also sticking with... Uh, Harrison Ford, he was set to play the role of Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. That would have been interesting to see, but maybe it was, maybe it was too close to an Indiana Jones kind of character. Let's see, Ferris Bueller Day Off. You know the role made for Matthew Broderick uh, was supposed to be Johnny Depp. Yeah, he would have ruined that character. Let's see what else I got here. Nicholas Cage passed up on playing with the Lord of the Rings crew. He was supposed to play Aragorn. I don't know. I don't watch that movie. Think of me what you will. I did not watch the Lord of the Rings. Actually, I probably saw parts most of the first one after that I didn't watch any of those those movies are boring to me and I know people don't like to use the word iconic but Julia Roberts as pretty woman to me that's an iconic role I don't think anybody else could have played that but it was originally supposed to go to Molly Ringwald really I'm glad it didn't and continuing with Julia Roberts she was supposed to play Sandra Bullock's role in The Blind Side. That wouldn't have been bad. I think that would have been pretty similar. Um, I think their acting is pretty similar. I think she could have pulled that one off. Now, a crazy one. Another movie everybody knows. Grease, right? 
Everybody knows the songs. Everybody knows the characters. John Travolta was made to play that role. But it was supposed to go to Fonzie Henry Winkler. No, 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 and no. As cool as he was in Happy Days, he was no Danny Zuko. Now again, as much as John Travolta was made for that role, a role he was not made for is Forrest Gump. I'm glad they went with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the freaking man. Um, nobody could have played that better than Tom Hanks. All right, I got I got a bunch more of those, but I thought it was just fun just to kind of speculate on those. Uh, it's getting late. I got to go to work in the morning, so I think I'm gonna call this one. But um, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, I didn't get to any dad stuff this week, but. So you know me, I like to talk about my kids, I like to talk about their accomplishments, uh, what the activities they're in, and I wanted to give you guys, uh, the listeners, because I consider listeners family, um, I wanted to give you guys a chance to shout out anything you want to say uh, about your kids, about your family, uh, about your buddy from work, about your um an old friend you haven't seen in years. Um, if you want to give any kind of shout out to anybody, um, send me a message. Um, I'll put a post asking for uh, dork dad shout outs. I'm going to call it. All right. Um, let's get involved. I mean, I, I like to be uh, part part of your guys's show also, you know. So. Like I said, if there's anything you want to shout out, any accomplishments, if you just want to say, hey, what's up? I haven't seen you in a while. Um, get back to me. Um, anything you want. Um, I think it'll be a fun part of the show. Dork Dad shout out. So we'll look out for that next time. So with that, um, before I go. Before we go. And like I said, before we go. Um, remember to like, subcri- subscribe, share, all that jazz. Please write me a review. And also check out 3leggedrabbit.com for Dork Dad t-shirts and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So in honor of Endgame, right? What do you get when you cross the Atlantic with the Titanic? About halfway. Thank you, everybody, and I'll see y'all later. You've been listening to the Dork Dad Podcast. Please remember to follow, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Until next time, keep it dorky.